are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, stay-at-home mom of three turned social media influencer, Jenny Peterson. Each week, we'll dive into online marketing, business building strategies that actually work, and I'll share with you how I built my online business, leveraging the power of social media from my cell phone. The term influencer is not just for celebrities, it's for people just like us. I really believe that all you need to get started is Wi-Fi and a dream. Let's go. Welcome. Before we dive into the episode, I have to tell you about this thing that's happening today because today's literally the last day. If you are one of the lucky ones that listened to this podcast episode when it launched on October 12th, then you still have a chance to get into my live free Instagram training masterclass. I'm going to be sharing three secrets, how to grow your Instagram account organically. And I use these three secrets to grow my account from 5,000 followers to almost 40,000 followers in just one year. Because you are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast, I had to let you know about it because I have a hunch that you're interested in learning how to grow your social media and or how to become an influencer and get into affiliate marketing. So if that is you, you definitely don't want to miss this. Go save your seat right now. Go to IG, like Instagram, igboss.jennyleepeterson.com to save your seat right now. And I will spend time with you live today. I'm so excited for this training. On the masterclass, you're going to hear three secrets. But if you want more, if you want all of my secrets, after getting so many DMs, after having so many conversations and people saying, how did you do this? How did you blow up seemingly overnight? How do you monetize and grow your Instagram account? I decided to create an online course outlining step-by-step exactly how I did it. This course is called Instagram Boss Camp and the opportunity to get in to this first time founding members club ends tonight at midnight. So if you want to learn all of my Instagram secrets, if you're serious about growing and monetizing your Instagram account, then you are going to want to head over to boss.jennyleepeterson.com right now to get inside Boss Camp before it closes, because I will not be doing another Boss Camp until 2021. Now, if you're listening to this after October 12th and Boss Camp is closed and my masterclass is over and you are kicking yourself in the face 27 times because you're like, dang it, I really needed that then you're going to want to head over to waitlist.jennyleepeterson.com to get on the waitlist and I will email you as soon as I open the doors for Boss Camp again. Now let's dive into this episode and I am so excited because you get to tune into an honest, real conversation that I had with my friend Catherine. Catherine Wong is somebody that I know in real life. We go to the same church and I remember when her and her family moved in not too long ago to our congregation and I was just so blown away and so impressed by her because not only does Catherine help run a billion, billion with the B dollar publicly traded tech company, which in, in tech companies, it's predominantly, you know, men, but she also runs and manages a family. And I could not wait to pick her brain about how she does it all, work-life balance, all the things. You're going to love this episode. Let's dive in. 
Welcome, friend. You are listening to the Social Media Influencer Podcast, and I am so excited because I'm interviewing an amazing woman today. You are going to get to listen and learn from Catherine Wong. And Catherine is a powerhouse of a woman. She is smart and she is strong, and I cannot wait for you to listen in on this conversation. She leads a software engineering and product design at Domo. With Domo, businesses get BI leverage at cloud scale in record time. And prior to working with Domo, Catherine led global engineering teams at Adobe and Omniture, where she started more than 15 years ago as a software engineer. Catherine holds patents in data segmentation and visualization and has served on the advisory boards for the Women Tech Council, as well as industry advisory boards at University of Utah and Utah State University. She recently got married and instantly became the mother to four beautiful children who she adores. Catherine credits much of her sanity to her very supportive husband, an amazing tribe of boss women friends who support and inspire her every single day. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Catherine, I'm so excited to talk more to you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. You're a great friend. Um, you're an inspiration. And so I just thought the opportunity for us to catch up um, as well as, you know, hopefully share some insights was phenomenal. You are so sweet. Well, thank you. Well, for my listeners who may not know all of your background, can you just share your background, please? And just kind of share your story so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. So basically I'm a nerd. Um, I've always loved science and math and engineering. And, you know, that journey is kind of a different one, especially, um, you know, years ago where there just weren't a lot of women in that field. So I always felt a little bit different um, going through my classes and then working as a software engineer, just coding. I coded for hours and hours, um, you know, as a job and then filled all the different seats that you can fill when it comes to developing software, because I was just so curious about how do you actually make the software? You know, many of us will open our phones and we'll open an app and just start in it, you know, interacting with it. It could be Instagram or Facebook or, you know, your calendar and um, coming out of college, I was just really curious about how does that actually come to be? How does that make its way from someone's idea, the design, the coding, the deployment, you know, all the way to your phone? Uh, and so that's been my passion is creating software, creating product experiences for people that really make a difference. That's amazing. So basically, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And, and super, super smart. And how did so how did what did that look like? Because I know that that industry is predominantly led by by men and you are really integral and correct me if I'm wrong, but at the top of Domo, which is, isn't it like a multi-billion dollar company, you know, we are growing, we are definitely a, a growing company. You know, we took the company public a couple of years ago. And, um, I think, you know, your question is a great one because it's one that the tech industry is still grappling with today. And that is how can we be more inclusive? How can we invite diverse opinions, diverse people from all walks of life? Because we know that in the end, our software is used by the world. So if the team building and designing the software looks like the world, then we're going to have a better experience, right? We're going to have more empathy and um, those wonderful kind of intuitive experiences that the users really need. So it's something that we focus on greatly uh, you know, certainly at Domo, we've got a lot of different initiatives to help drive that inclusiveness. And um, it has everything to do with working with um, high school girls as they're trying to figure out what they want to do, right? And giving them that awareness 
because when I was growing up, I just didn't even know that this was even a career path per se. It wasn't something that I saw. And one of the things I always say is it's really hard to become what you cannot see. It's super hard. And so by showing that, you know, all sorts of entrepreneurial um, business leaders and by really giving that exposure, I think we do a great service to the next generation. Um, You know, your role and and what you've done in building your business, I think giving young girls that visibility is huge. I try and do the same, you know, from the tech industry. Um, For a lot of us, I think we are forging paths that um, we owe it to the next generation to show because if they can see it, they can become it. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's really hard to become what you can't see. I'm going to like put that on my mirror so I can see that every day. That's amazing. Wonderful. So do you have any like habits or things that you did that helped you, you know, become successful in this space? Yeah, I think there's probably two main things that I would call out. Uh, You know, one is honestly, like I am a calendaring ninja. And I think you have to be um, when you're juggling home or, you know, maybe hobbies and interests and friends as well as work. And if you're growing any sort of business, your time is, you know, like you and I have talked about, one of the most valuable resources that you have. So I think developing really good calendaring skills and being able to look ahead and prioritize and figure out what, where do you want to spend that time, being really mindful about that it makes a huge difference in the outcome. So I would say, you know, it's a very tactical thing, but calendaring and being really good at that. The other thing, the other habit that I really worked hard to develop was the habit of seeing the whole person and not just that transaction at that moment that I'm having with that person. So what I mean is really practicing that mindfulness in looking at the whole individual that you might be interacting with. Because I think when we do that, Um, we gain kind of a better, I think the transaction goes better. I think that we're acknowledging who they are, the whole um, being, and we can have a longer term perspective. Um, And so I think that habit is really important because um, that elevates those interactions and makes them more meaningful and you go deeper a lot quicker. And at the end of the day, I really think business, whether it's tech driven or whether it is, you know, financial or whatever um, your business might be, it is the business of people at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. It's not for my um, work. It's not about the bits and the bytes and the code. It really is about people who's building the product, who's using the product, who's buying the product. Um, And so really having having that awareness and connection with people um, is, I think, a really important habit. That is so insightful too. And for everybody that's listening, because I know that I have a lot of entrepreneur listeners and small business owners, and it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in at the end of the day, we're all in the business with people. So that is huge. And then with calendaring, you're absolutely right. I always say what gets scheduled gets done. Like if I don't write it down, yes. <laughs> it's not going to get remembered, you know? And um, how has, how has this so recently you got married yes. and became an instant mom to four kids. Our daughters used to do cheer together. And um, so did that change things up for you with um, balancing home and business? Have you, do you have any tips or tricks you can share with us on how to balance both of those? Absolutely. And, you know, I will say that has probably been one of the most humbling experiences of my life to um, really walk into this and my appreciation and respect 
uh, for women or you know individuals who are juggling family and work and there are all sorts of walks of life single parents and you know um, even married it doesn't matter I think it's it's so much work and I didn't understand it until I walked into it so um, one of the things that I really have found to work well for us is um, I created a calendar, like a Google calendar account for each child. And then I have kind of the master one. And because I think when your children are little, it's probably not as necessary, but you know, the older they get, the more activities and mm-hmm. the driving is probably the killer uh, of everything to get everyone where they need to be at the right time. Um, so by doing that, and then I do a calendar review um, across all of the shared calendars um, at least every other day, but certainly I do a deep one once a week. And I find that if I just spend that time once a week, usually over the weekend, our weeks go so much better than if I don't. So it's about 20 minutes um, every weekend to go deep and just make sure I'm looking at all of the different logistics. And it's really saved us and our sanity quite a bit. We still have crazy days, but it's better. I love that tip to do like 20 minute review where you just look over your calendar. Is that what you mean? Yes. Look out. We look over it for the coming week and just kind of walk through it. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. And I also wanted to ask you, what are your strengths? Um, and if you could share that with us, cause I always want to learn, you know, what are your strengths? What are some of your, your secret talents and gifts and abilities? So I think one of my greatest strengths is I am just a really hard worker. I am the daughter of immigrants. Uh, My parents came to this country, kind of left everything um, and gave it up for this dream for their their kids and and just watching them work so hard, no matter what they were doing. um, I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts that they gave me. And so you know, that's just one of my biggest strengths, I think, is I am a hard worker. I can go um, long nights, long weeks, extended projects. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think I found a love for that hard work. And so it doesn't feel like so much of a grind. Of course, sometimes it's hard, um, but I really enjoy that process of digging into something. So I feel like that's, you know, certainly a strength. And then I think another strength is, um, just really practicing kindness. And I that it's something that in our cynical worlds, or, you know, sometimes the world can feel cynical and it can feel jaded. Um, but if you really go back to um, practicing kindness and layering kindness upon kindness every day, um, I think that's a huge strength. I think it keeps your heart really open and soft and helps you kind of tune in um, to that that bigger perspective of what we're all doing here on this planet and what we're all trying to um, experience and achieve and, and give back. So I would say those are probably the two strengths I'd call out. I love that. And I feel like, especially in the world that we're living in today, if we all could just be a little bit more kind, like, right. It's so much better. And I can attest to that because I've met you before in real person. We go to church together. And I remember thinking like, wow, like, First of all, I was super intimidated because I knew who you were. <laughs> and um, it's not every day that you get to meet a caliber of woman like you. And I just, I just, after like getting to know you a little bit better, I'm like, she is so kind and so gen- genuine and easy to talk to. And I was a little bit surprised <laughs> to be honest. Because I was like, wow, like she's so kind and she's so successful at the same time. So it's really nice to see that you can be both, you know? 
Absolutely. Something else I wanted to ask you about um, was, so I had asked you a couple of questions before we even jumped on and I was surprised. So I said, what is one question you wish you were asked more often? And you said, how do you cultivate friendships, your circle of go-to friends? So I want to ask you about that because I, I would love to know all about that. <laughs> well, I, you know, I thought it was such a good question that you posed. Like, what don't I get asked? And um, that's what came to mind because I feel like the, the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to have that tribe, to have your tribe of just go-tos, your friends, and they can come from all walks of life, right? But they're the people where when you interact with them, you are energized, you are uplifted, and um, they're your cheerleaders, you're their cheerleaders. And I feel like I learned the hard way. I, when I was, there was a time where I was so focused on building the business. I was so focused on some personal, you know, areas where, oh no, are you there? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I think we just had a, like a lag or something. <laughs> I lost you for a second. Right. It's fine. I can edit it out. So you were saying before it like cut that you were so, you learned the hard way. You were okay. so, so you can just yeah. start. But I'll just rewind and um, okay. kind of back up for continuity. Perfect. So, yeah, I love that question because, and I don't get asked about it very often, um, but it's such an important part of how I stay sane and how I thrive. And that is really developing that tribe of go-to friends, the ones that make you feel energized and uplifted after you spend time with them and you're their biggest cheerleaders and, and they're yours. I think that um, I learned the hard way that, in, that it's important to invest in that group of friends because you know there were times where I was really focused on building the business. I was really focused on maybe some personal matters and I parked really spending time and investing with friends and in what's going on, what was going on in their lives. And um, in the end you drift away and it gets really lonely sometimes. I think, you know, right? Like sometimes it's hard uh, to go through all these things and juggle everything and feel like you're doing it right. And sometimes you want to go, am I crazy? Like, is anyone else feeling the way that I am? And so investing in that group, it can, I think you've got to get creative. Um, so one of the things that I love is to leverage technology. So whether it's Marco Polo, I've got a great group of friends where we have a Marco Polo thread and we love that because we're all super busy. We don't have time to all get together at the same time. Um, but that's an example of using technology in a great way. When you do have the time, you can post a video or you can catch up and listen to everyone else's videos. Um, so I think using tech. I think the other thing that I've learned uh, from a great friend of mine who's a great example at doing this is, you know, she set aside a time where she said, whoever's available, come and um, we're going to just meet. And so making sure that that's just on the calendar, like you said, if it's not calendared, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So putting it on the calendar and saying that's important. I do need to spend that time. I really need to connect. Obviously, with COVID, it's been a little more challenging, um, mm -hmm. but I think just really trying to be intentional about investing in those relationships. I have found that it is just such a blessing and it's really helped me, um, you know, be able to make it. This time has been weird for all of us. Yeah. Especially this year. I bet a lot of people are listening and they're like, I feel lonely. <laughs> like because a lot of us are working from home and not around, you know, 
people like we used to be. So I love the tip of using technology to still stay in touch and to make it a priority. Yes. Because it kind of re-energizes your battery and fills your cup. Yes. And I find that, you know, when we do the things that energize us, we are better, right? When we come back to the home front or maybe um, to the business side, when you're, we're operating as your best self, you give your best and you do your best work. Yes. A hundred percent. So I have a question and you can tell me if you feel comfortable with this question or not, but I remember we were in a planning meeting for church once and we like went around the room and, um, they had fun facts about everybody sitting in the room and then we had to guess who it was. And I remember that you had said that you go to Disney. Is it once a month? You go to Disney? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And I wanted to ask you, like, is that one of the ways that you recharge your battery? It is. So I am just a huge fan of Disneyland. We live just a short flight away. And it was one of those things where I felt like, I need to make sure I set time aside to do the things that really bring me back to life. And um, that's one of them. So I actually do. Uh, In normal times, I go to Disneyland once a month, just for a day. I fly out in the morning. I fly back that night. Um, So I can still be there for the kids, you know, um, tuck them into bed, make sure that everything's running. Uh, But it's just a great recharging I love that because I feel like a lot of times as, you know, female entrepreneurs and working so hard to be successful or building businesses or whatever we're doing, sometimes we forget to do the things that light us up, that recharge our battery, that help us show up as our best selves so that we can be our best selves for others. So I loved learning that fun fact about you because I'm like, oh my gosh, she recharges her battery. I totally get it. And to make time for that. Um, and obviously during this whole COVID season, that hasn't been happening. harder. I think we're all just trying to come up with creative ways, you know, during this COVID season, but yes. Something else that you had said earlier is um, that you said for sustainable success and happiness, bring your true authentic self to your business as well as your home. Can you just elaborate on that, please? Because I loved that so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so it's been interesting for me to come into, I got married later in life and then, you know, had um, these, this Insta family. And I had been operating as an executive, um, as a single person for, you know, quite a few years. And so what I realized was what I think helps us really be truly sustainably successful, meaning kind of long run, long-term outlook is bringing our whole selves to to both of those environments. So at work, for example, I really um, encourage a lot of women to make sure like that they embrace their femininity. They embrace who they really are and that they don't feel like they have to hide those differentiating factors because your uniqueness is actually what we want in the workplace. That's what makes the place more vibrant and interesting and, and improves the outcome. So we want your whole self there, you know, in your business. The same, I think, goes at home. When I think about running my home like a CXO, I make slightly different changes, uh, different decisions maybe than I would if I didn't think that way. So, you know, when we look at our business, we look at what can we delegate? What don't we really need to do? Um, And it's better if someone else does that. And so I encourage, uh, you know, folks to look at that on their home life too. 
what could be delegated? What could be outsourced? Um, what's not really a top priority for you? And at the same time, identifying in the home life, what are your longer term objectives? What really matters? Write it down. Talk about it as a family um, and, and bring some of those practices that make you so successful as an entrepreneur and as a business leader. Um, apply those in your home life. And I think it allows you to kind of be more authentically yourself in both areas. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've found that it's a lot more comforting to approach it that way than to try and feel like I've got two different personas that I've got to run. I love that advice. And I feel like just hearing that advice is just gives me like such a sigh of relief because it's easy if you just be yourself and show up as yourself than trying to pretend to be something you're not. I also feel like um, in this day and age, we're often worried about what other people are going to think and being judged and just showing up as your true authentic self. That's the pathway to success. And like you said, your uniqueness, it's basically your superpower. And I love that message so much. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to add to our conversation today? I have just appreciated the, the chance to basically chat and catch up with you and uh, you know, share some of these insights. I think that um, we need more female entrepreneurs and business leaders in all forms and um, anything that we can do to um, share our insights. And certainly I learn from everywhere and everyone that I meet. Um, It's just such a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And before we close, where can my listeners find you online? So uh, Twitter, that works great. At Twitter. Perfect. And I will have a clickable link in the show notes as well for everybody listening. And Catherine, thank you so much for spending this time with me and spending this time with us. And because I really believe like our time is our most valuable resource. So I appreciate you so much for pouring into my online audience today. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Isn't she amazing? I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And if you did screenshot it, wherever you're tuning in, Put it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Jenny underscore Peterson. You can tag Catherine as well. Tell us what your biggest takeaways were. Tell us what you enjoyed the most. Let's give Catherine some love and I will see you inside the next episode. 